Welcome to the Smut Hive, where each week we review a dark romance book, drink some high noons, laugh our asses off, and rant about all of the hot smutty sex. There will be spoilers, so if you want to read it first, close now and come back later. We also want to duly note this is an explicit podcast where we will be talking about all the taboo topics we read, including explicit sex of all varieties, subject matter that could be sensitive to some, and filthy language. We are your hosts, Jillian and Morgan. Are you ready? Yes. Welcome back to the Smut Hive. Hey guys. Hi Morgan. Hi Jillian. How are you? Oh, I'm good. How are you? I'm doing good. Did you have a good week? I did. It was busy. It's always busy. It is always busy. (laughs) Summertime, you know, the kids. School's almost out. I'm lazy in my summers, but I still feel like it's busy. And then I call you and I'm like, I just can't go to the grocery store. And you're like, fucking why? You don't have (laughs) any children in your house that are making you not go. You can just go. And I'm like, no, I have to have delivery. I just can't. You're right. You do not feel sorry for me. No, but also I don't like going into the grocery store. So I order it online and then pick it up. Fair enough. And I like them to like put the bags right. on the stoop, like in front of my You're house right. and I wait for them to leave and then I open up the door. Yeah. yeah I do all those things. Yep. I love it. Yeah. Uh, what are you buzzing about? Well, according to TikTok, yeah. I should start this book called Praise by Sarah Kate. Oh, it's all over TikTok. So I listened to TikTok and our followers Mm -hmm. and I started it. Yeah. How'd it go? I love it. Oh, you do? Here's the thing. I'm not big into the age gap trope. Mm -hmm. It like isn't my thing. Sometimes it actually makes me uncomfortable because I I can't understand where like a young 20, mid 20 year old girl, because it's usually a young girl, old guy, and like a 40 year old man, mm-hmm. like what they have in common, how they can have a successful relationship. But honestly, I didn't even care about it. That's what this is. Oh. Didn't care. And it even goes a step further, and the girl is his son's ex. Oh, God. <laughs> so there's a lot of tropey situations happening, but yeah. uh, it is hot. Okay. There's a second one. I haven't gotten there yet. I'm only not, I'm like halfway through, but we're doing it next season. It's a thing. It's a thing now. So hopefully you like it when you read it, but that's currently uh, the book I'm reading. Well, was for pleasure, but now it's going to be for our episode. So I'm down. I'll say we'll do it. I've seen it on TikTok. I'm not a huge age gap. Like that's not the genre that I tend to go to. I've read a couple that I felt were just, they didn't do it for Mm -hmm. me, but I kind of understand the appeal of like the twenties versus the forties because like 40 year old men know what the fuck they're doing. Correct. Like they know exactly what it is that they're doing where you've got your 20 year old men are just fumbling through it. Right. So I get the allure yeah. there. Well, and on the vi- on vice versa, like you have an experienced man and a inexperienced girl, you can kind of like mold them, yeah. I think is the idea. But for me, it was like, what kind of connection do you have outside of sexual? I think that's kind of like what I was getting at, which 
I don't know. You'll have to read it. You'll okay. have to tell me what you think about it. All right. Well, you guys stay yeah. tuned for that one. I know. Apparently, it just became an episode. Right. So there you go. What are that's, you? That's how it works here. Right. Right. <laughs> what are you buzzing about? Carol, I am all about my summertime oh, cocktails. Oh, we got a new one? I don't. I mean, like, I just can't pick one. Like, yeah. I am starting to. Well, I love my cans. So give me my seltzers. Right. Give me my cans. Those are great. And like a quick pinch or whatever. But. I think because I grew like mint that I started to make mojitos and I grew strawberries. My husband loves strawberries. So now we have a lot of like homemade strawberry Mm. mojitos. Uh, Yeah. That's just helping us get through. (laughs) Yeah. Yum. Yeah. Good stuff. Mm -hmm. Good stuff. Well, hey, we have a book. We read a book. We did. What's it called? It's called Moonlight and Whiskey. By? Trisha Lynn. Yay. So... Uh, Trisha is a TikTok follower mm-hmm. of ours and we follow her and she was gracious enough to send us this book. Thank you so much. So that we could read it and review it. Yes. And we loved it. Loved it. Love, love, love. Which we're so happy about because there's nothing worse than reading something and like being like, oh yeah it was good but like the second we saw each other we were like we love it like we (laughs) can't wait to talk about this book yes what I like about it it covers a lot of things a lot of different um, genres that I normally wouldn't have gone to Mm -hmm. but you've essentially got like your curvy girl yep which that's the first time we reviewed something you know considered along the lines of a curvy girl romance yep We've got Rockstar mm-hmm. Romance, which I generally don't care much for. I've read a couple and I'm like, nah, I could take yeah. it or leave it. Rockstars are not really my thing. Uh, this one, he's my thing. Yes. Um, and then you've also got like your set in New Orleans and a lot of really cool locations. Yeah. A lot of really cool experiences happened and I was down. Yeah. So like the combination of all three of these things with like a sassy heroine and a tattoo yep. fucking rock star in New Orleans. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. I am there. Right. I am there for all of it. And yeah. I was so, so happy I wasn't disappointed. This book is amazing. I know. And even the side characters, the friend, the best friend of the main character, Avery, she's great. I love like they're back and forth with each other. And then the bandmates of Declan, they're all great too. So the side characters yeah, helped the book along for sure. It did. Well, I mean, you have to have like, you know, your outside relationships that you're bouncing your shit off of and, you know, that tends to happen. But the way that the author integrates them all together, they mm-hmm. do come together, her friends and the bandmates and how everybody treats everybody is really fucking great. There was a lot of really great things in this book yeah. because your main character is what she's calling herself is a plus size woman. Yeah. And she doesn't feel attractive and she doesn't feel like anyone would want her. And she's had mm-hmm. very unsuccessful relationships in the past. Um, and she is very successful in her professional job and is treated like no one sees her and ignores mm-hmm. her because they don't take her seriously. But she is kind of her defense mechanism that she has is that she's sassy, she's spicy, and she will basically fucking gut you if right. you say something wrong to her or her best friend, Kat. Right. Um, you you fuck with them, either one of them, and you're going to get her mouth right, right off the bat. And I liked it. Yeah. I really did like it about her. Yep. Yeah. So um, let's just, I guess, off the bat, start with the cover art. Mm-hmm. So the cover of the book is beautiful. I is. love it. I didn't feel that it 
connected with the story. Right. Um, the girl on the cover is not curvy. You could tell, just tell she's skinny, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the guy didn't have any tattoos. I know. I was very surprised by that. It was like the cover didn't quite match the story. Right. Although the story's great and the cover's, cover's great, great. Yeah. I would have picked something a little bit more closer yeah. to your characters. Yeah. You should have had a curvier woman on the cover. Right. You also should have tattooed the fuck out that Right. Man. Because honestly, that's one of the hottest things about Declan, right? Yes. He's like arrogant and tattooed and sexy and, Out you know, yeah. and powerful and romantic. Yeah. All it's like she took every great part of every great man and yeah. put them into one character. Yep. And he, Declan is great. Yeah. Declan's really great. Yep. Yeah. Um, what I really did like when you open up the book and you're learning who Avery is and mm-hmm. she's kind of right off the bat telling you like, this is my, my story. Yeah. And she is getting ready to go on vacation. So she lives in Texas with Kat, her bestie, mm-hmm. and they're going on vacation to New Orleans. And this is like after Mardi Gras and she is getting a Brazilian. Yeah. And so you go through this experience and you're like, oh my God, this is totally how it works. Like right. this is every part of the right. horrific experience yep. of getting a Brazilian wax that if you've had one as a woman, yeah. you're going to totally like just yeah. love this chapter. But she's going through that process and explaining to her waxer that, you know, she's right. going on a trip and the, the chick is like, well, you know, your vagina is going to look a fucking amazing. Right. And then she's also like, okay, turn over on all fours. Let's get the hair in your ass. And she's like, I didn't even know I had hair in right. my ass. It was so funny. It was so yeah. relatable. And it was like everyday woman yes. bullshit, you know? And well done. Very yes. well done. Yep. Uh, and then you are introduced to Kat. So her best friend who uh, used to be a model. Uh-huh. Uh, she has a lot of money. Uh, but they've been friends for a long time. Uh, and now that Kat uh, is no longer a model, she's turned photographer. She's gained a little bit of weight and she's eating and she's happy but they have the best relationship like they're super catty towards each other which yeah. I really liked it's so funny uh but Kat is very blunt as far as like Avery you are beautiful you need to stop focusing on all of these negative things you have so many great things about you so I feel like she is the best friend that does push her to constantly do better and think better about herself. So I did appreciate that in their friendship. Right. And the, and she won't take her shit. Yeah. So she'll tell her when she's yeah. being a slut. She'll tell yep. her when she's being a dumbass. Right. Um, all of the things. And so great, great best friend. Yeah. Absolute fantastic best friend character. Yeah. And she does push her out of the box. Yeah. Like there is a part in the book, obviously it's not Mardi Gras because it's like a week later, mm-hmm. but there's still beads getting thrown around and cat like talks Avery into like showing her tits, which is funny to me because of, in the book, apparently her tits are, like outrageously amazing. Right. And Avery just doesn't think so. She thinks they're too big, she, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. And cat's like, bitch, we're getting some beads and we're <laughs> going to like try and bid this out. So, yeah. and they get all these beads and she throws her boot, you know, like shows her boobs And I feel like at that moment, she's realizing that, okay, maybe I am desirable. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. So I think it's like, it's ticked a little bit in her brain. So I think Kat does push her 
out of her box a bit. Yeah. Well, because on their way or when they first get to New Orleans and they're getting like settled in or, you know, whatever, Kat's trying to tell her like this trip's going to change your life. Like we're going to go shopping. You're going to ditch your like jeans and bands right. and sweatshirts. Like we're in New Orleans. We're going to do this. Yeah. We're going to go to do places. We're going to eat great food, but you're going to fuck something. Yeah. So this is what's going to happen. Yes. So you need to get on board with the fact that you are sexy AF. Yeah. And we're going to get this shit done. Yep. So she kind of blows her off, but whatever. But so she's also like, I don't know. I think she's feels a little self-conscious being in New Orleans because as soon as she steps off the plane, like it's fucking hot now. Yeah. But she's coming from Texas. So I don't quite get it right. unless you're talking about different kinds Maybe of Maybe it's heat, the humidity or something. I guess. But she starts being a big fat yeah. baby about it. And she's in a horrible mood. Yeah. When they're at the hotel checking in. Yeah. And somebody like plows into her from behind and she just lets off a just I mean yeah. goes the fuck off and yeah. it's hilarious and it takes her a minute to turn around yeah and look at who just ran into her and who she's going to fuck yeah. off on and this is when we meet Declan right and Declan is like in like loves that she's running off of the mouth he oh, thinks he's it's just so laughing. funny yeah he's smirking and laughing yeah. and she's like I am not kidding right. motherfucker and he's like you're so cute yeah yeah. And I, that kind of follows throughout the whole book because, mm-hmm. you know, there's, she's kind of fighting, uh, like feelings for pretty much the whole book. Yeah. <laughs> but her, I guess like her, her walls, when mm-hmm. they come up, she uses like humor, but also rudeness mm-hmm. a little bit to kind of push people away. Uh, and he either... A wants none of it and calls her out, or B thinks it's amazing. Like he loves that she's mouthy and that she's always on him about something. So that was part of her character that I really loved. I think that's because I'm kind of like that. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as like I just pop off of the mouth and I don't <laughs> care about it. Right. So I did really like that. You guys would love driving with Morgan. I mean, if anyone is just not doing what they're supposed to be fucking doing, she is screaming out the window and laying on her horn. And I'm like shrinking in the seat like, God, please don't let anyone see me in this car with this lunatic. Well, to be fair, I'm a very safe driver, but Uh I, I have terrible road rage. You do. So, and that's just in the Target parking lot. Right. So, yeah. Well, I'm there a lot. So I get it. I get it. Um, but so the meeting that you have between Avery and Declan as her first meeting, like, I think it's really great Yeah. because as she's still trying to be mouthy and smarten off and he's apologizing, but yet still laughing mm-hmm. at her and it's making her crazy. And Kat is just along for the ride at this point. She's just in the background she's smirking. She's in the background laughing her ass off about all of this. And Declan pretty much kind of hands Avery her ass back to her, mm-hmm. but he turns on the sweet and the charm and he was like, let me take you out to dinner. And she's yeah. like, you know what? You're, you don't need to take me out to dinner. Right. Like, this is bullshit. He, but she's like, I think you might have sprained your ankle. And she's like, I'm good. I don't need anything. And Kat's like, uh, she'll meet you at this place at this time right. tonight. So Kat's making her. Kat gives that initial push. Um, because I guess our, our Kat and uh, Avery had a reservation at a restaurant. And um, Kat's decided, nope, I'm going to go and look up somebody else I went to school with and have dinner with them. You're now going to meet yeah. this handsome, handsome thing right here yeah. and whatever. So we don't know at this point what it is that he's doing here. They're in the hotel. Right. So you don't know. But she does get gussied up and she does decide to go to dinner Mm -hmm. because on the off chance that it's not just him being polite for running her over, 
that maybe there is a spark and that maybe she can like take her panties off and it would be great. Yeah. I love the part too. So she gets gussied up obviously, which includes heels. Yes. And he knows that she hurts her ankle. So it's funny to me because when she walks in, he recognizes that she looks beautiful and he says so, mm-hmm. but he's like, why the fuck are you wearing those shoes? Like, I know you hurt your ankle. Mm-hmm. Like, where are your vans? Because he does say numerous times that he loves the way that she dresses. Yeah. It's like, I love a woman. Yeah. Smart ass, mouthy woman yeah. in vans. Yeah. So yeah. He's lovable right from the beginning. Yeah. Like, you know, he's hot. You know, he's tattooed. Mm-hmm. You know, he you know, probably has a little bit of money. They're staying at a swanky little hotel. Yeah. And you're just like, hmm, I want to know everything about you. Everything. Yeah. But I do like the restaurant. I do yeah. absolutely love the creativity that from the author that came in this scene. So what you've got is these reservations that they took from Kat are from an like an exclusive type of underground, so to speak, mm-hmm. restaurant. So you meet the chef, the chef comes and meets you and then decides just from talking to you or whatever, what they're going to cook for you. And you're going to eat what they cook. So right. you don't order. Yeah. Not even your drinks. And she's a hoot and a half. Yeah. The chef lady, um, complete like Cajun, yeah. all of the great New Orleans. You could tell she's from there, you know, whatever. And she meets them and they have just the way that it's written. It's just so great. I can't even describe it. It is great because it's the restaurant and the chef it's like an experience, but then like they're having their own experience, like between them, like they're having a conversation they're realizing that they have a lot of in common and you can start to feel like the sexual tension, uh, as well as maybe some feelings, Mm -hmm. uh, are happening. So the whole, as a chapter two, uh, really engulfs you. I feel like in the book. Yeah. 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 And so you're wondering, well, are they going to go home together? Right. Because you're thinking that that's yeah. where it's headed. Because he says some very suave lines yes. where he's like, listen, I just had dinner with this like really reserved, professional, right. yet amazing woman. I don't know if I should keep talking to her as right. I should. Or once in a while, I get this smart, mouthy, right. you know, brunette that just runs her mouth and is sexual innuendo all the time. And now I'm thinking the only other place I want to take you is to my bed. Right. So she does like, well, I don't know what the fuck is happening, but yes, I yeah. do all those things. But then he was like, shit, I got to go. Yeah. And he leaves and you're like, huh. Well, that's odd. Oh, okay. Yeah. And she's like, yep, nothing. It was nothing. He just felt bad. Yeah. He felt guilty. So he took me out, out of guilt. Yeah. Whatever. I'm moving on. Yeah. I do want to note too, like right before the end of the dinner, the chef comes out and gives them like a taste of this liquor that like her ancestors made or something. Yeah. And it tastes different for everybody. Mm-hmm. And so they each taste it and they each tell the chef what it is that they tasted. Right. Uh, and it's completely different. Mm-hmm. I don't remember exactly what they were, but it was completely different. But then later in the book, when they kiss for the first time, they describe what the other person tastes like and it is what they tasted in the liquor. And I thought, what a cool connection. Like, I felt like that was super cool. It was very cool. Yeah. It was very well written. It kind of made me want to go to New Orleans and then hope that there's a restaurant like that Mm -hmm. that I could eat at because I thought it was so fucking cool. It was very cool. I don't think I would sign up for that. I would. Because I'm too picky. Oh, I would. I like to eat compared to like have people bring it to me, but she could pick my drinks. Yeah. Pick my liquor. Yeah. That'd be amazing. I would love. No, yep. I just want to go to New Orleans. Yeah, same. Yeah. And again, reading this book made us yes. want to go to New Orleans. So yep. good job, Trisha Lynn. I know. Yeah. Um, anyway, so she's back with Kat. 
Yep. They're cruising along. They're doing their cool shit in New Orleans because she's still dressed to the nines mm-hmm. for her dinner. She explained everything that happened. Kat being the best friend that she is was like, well, then fuck him. It's his loss. Yeah. And Avery's just like, yep, I'm used to it. Blah, blah, blah. Well, they lead themselves into this bar, yeah. like off the beaten path. And they're like, fuck it. Let's just go in here and drink. Well, when they get in there and they see the live band and the band is singing and the lead singer is singing and all of a sudden, fuck, that's Declan. Yeah. Declan. That's what he does for a living, yep. folks. Declan is our rock star. Yep. Lead singer of his band. Yep. All of the band members are hot mm-hmm. and sexy. And one of them's name is Jamie. Yep. And him and Kat have a little yeah. thing. Yeah, they meet yeah. Like, that night and then they're kind of almost inseparable yeah. from here on out for yeah. the rest of the book. Yeah. So I liked it. Like I liked the whole, it felt kind of like a hole in the wall kind of bar, but with like a big stage. It's kind of how I pictured it. Uh, And I felt like it, I don't know, it allowed a connection to be made, a deeper connection to be made between Avery and Declan because it was already kind of talked about that Avery likes the same kind of music uh, that Declan A sings and B listens to. Mm -hmm. And so when she walks in the bar, I feel like she feels like at home. And the fact that he is playing here, I feel like caused her to kind of be like, okay, like this guy, like we have a connection on some level. Yeah. 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 Like there's fate. Yeah. To let it go. Um, and they, so they meet each other's people. They all banter for a little bit. Yeah. The, the flirting starts happening, yeah. a little touching here and there. But then Kat gets this idea and like says, okay, well, we got to go. Bye. Yeah. Because she's leaving Jamie like yes. on the hook a little bit. And she was like, Avery, it'd be good for you to leave Declan yeah. on the hook a little bit. He left you right at the end right. of the restaurant when things were heating up. So fuck it, you know, yeah. whatever. What a friend. She's great. Because yeah. Avery's like, what the fuck are yeah. you doing? Uh, this man's almost touching my thighs right yeah. now. You dick. And Kat's like, you'll thank me later. Yes. It just makes the anticipation better. So great best friends. Mm-hmm. Great, great, great scenes. Um, but here's another thing that I like. And it's where they're talking about fate. It's just kicking them in the ass. Avery can't sleep. She can't sleep. She's still hummed up from everything that's happening. She decides to get dressed and go walk around the hotel resort or whatever. She goes to this outside area. Mm-hmm. Who does she see? Declan. Yeah. He's staying at the same hotel. Yes. So he's just like, fuck fate and fuck mm-hmm. and here and blah, blah, blah. And they kiss and they, they get all worked up and things are happening. And then all of a sudden. No. He says no. And he gets up and he walks away. Yeah. We're like, what the fuck just happened? So now I'm pissed yep. at him. Mm-hmm. But then I'm kind of pissed at Avery because then she automatically thinks it's because she's got curves and he doesn't really like her and he's using her. So I felt like for Avery, it was kind of a fight between herself of like confidence and like terrible self-esteem. Right. I feel like. New Orleans Avery is like this strong, independent, confident woman that has slight body issues. Who doesn't? Mm -hmm. Whatever. But then you have this professional woman that is not her, but who she has to play to 
be successful in her career, not confident, terrible self-esteem. So I feel like she's constantly fighting with herself. And as a reader, I just want to like shake her and be like, you have this hot, sexy, tattooed man who obviously wants you. You can tell. Mm -hmm. And it always comes back to. I'm curvy. I'm curvy. Yep. My thighs will always. Right. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, that's the point of her. Yes. Right? Yeah. Insecure, the insecurity yeah. that she has yeah. and the masks that she's, you know, yeah. created so that her feelings don't get hurt or whatever. And there are instances in the book where men, random men, not yeah. anyone that's Declan or the band, yeah. but like random men will say things like, I'd, you'd be fuckable if you were 40 pounds lighter. Right. Or you have great tits, but, right. you know, you're you can't, chubby. You're, you're chubby. And, and I'm just like, do men really say this to women in real life? Like, I don't know if I'm just fortunate being a curvy girl that Maybe. no one has ever said that to yeah. me. But I'm like, how horrible. I mean, I know, like, as, I mean, as a curvy woman myself, I'm very aware that there are men that only date and fuck women that are under 150 pounds. Right. But would that same man, like, in a conversation with me, be like, oh, you're hot. But, like, I definitely wouldn't fuck you because you're too chubby. I just, I don't know if that's, like, real life. Right. It kind of took it a little, I don't know, far beyond what I have experienced. Mm -hmm maybe the author has experienced that. And if so, like I, that's fucking terrible. And I yeah. hope, you know, but also I'd be fucking punching some people's faces. in if they said some shit like that, to exactly. Me. But like, I mean, I think out of the utter, utter shock, yeah. like shocked and crazy look on my face. So yeah. I'd be like, do you want to come again? Right. Do you want to say that to me one more time? Right. And while you're repeating that to me, yeah. I'm over here trying to figure out what I'm going to hit you in the throat with. Right. Like, so yeah. What the absolute fuck? Yeah. Um, but Declan's not like that. And Declan gets mad at her every time that she says bad things yeah. about herself. And he's just like, fuck you. Like, you're gorgeous. You're everything. Yeah. And she doesn't believe it, but she will, like, you know, hang around. Yeah. But where we are still in the book is that she's, you know, where the fuck did he go? Blah, blah, blah. So the next morning, like, Kat comes to get her so they could go hang out. And she was like, something horrible happened. And she explained it to Kat. And Kat's like, well, fuck him. Like, you know, yeah. whatever. But then, of course, they're going to yeah, meet up again. Yep. Well, and I think, too, Kat has, she's with Jamie. Right. You know, they're fucking or whatever. So I, I think Kat says, well, fuck him. But I don't think that she actually believes that Declan is saying no for that reason. Right. So I think that she is still trying to push them together. She's trying to be supportive, but also, bitch, you're crazy. That's not what this is. But you need to talk to him and figure it out. Mm-hmm. So they do meet up. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's just skip to the sex. Can we just do actually it. let's pause. Let's pause. We'll take our break and then we'll come back with the first time they have sex. Sex. Okay. Welcome back. Hi guys. So the sex. Yes. Is hot. Really good. And here's the thing about sex, the sex scenes. I feel like sometimes curvy girls feel like they can't do the same things as skinny girls. And I'm not necessarily saying that's wrong. Mm-hmm. But I loved that the sex in this book had nothing to do with size. He still picked her up and banged her against the wall. Mm-hmm. 
He was still flipping her all over the place. They even had like bath and shower sex. So I appreciated that. I did too. Because I think that there is some kind of a stigma that, you know, curvy girls feel like they can't be picked up against a right. wall. That it's like, like missionary all the right. time. You can't be fucked into oblivion right. because he can't hold you up. Yeah. Um, that's not true. No. And it was not true in this book either because Declan is strong. And I just really yeah. appreciated every, yep. you know, position that he did. Because you're right. He flung her body wherever the fuck he wanted. And it. he talked dirty. He was so dirty. Yeah. He was so dominant. Yeah. And it's like she knew when he would like flip his little yeah. switch and not be playing anymore. Yeah. And be dead fucking serious. And when he told you you were going to put your leg there, you were going to yeah. keep your fucking leg right. there. It was great. Yeah. In my in my brain, I feel like his like arrogance and like domineering sexual prowess was like smooth. Like I feel like his voice is like deep and smooth. Like that's how I pictured it. Mm-hmm. Uh the sex scenes were just out of the world, out of this world. Yeah. Why don't we talk about your favorite sex scene? I like the cemetery sex. Mm. And I know that sounds so creepy. Okay, so they decided that they were going to do some kind of like voodoo ritual to yeah. like, you know, get a dream or a yeah. wish come true or something like that. Cause you're in new Orleans. Yeah. Like this is the cool shit yeah. you do. Well, this is all four of them too. This yes. is her Declan, Kat and Jamie. Right. So double date. Yep. Then they decide to break into a cemetery. Yes. Like one of the legendary cemeteries right. and they do their little spell or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then they all kind of go walking off in their yeah. own direction and they run, ran their mouths like, to each other now. And now everyone's all horny. Yeah. And it is what it is. And he picks her ass up and is like fucking her against a mausoleum and all kind of fun shit. And yeah. I am loving it. Yes. I am loving it. This sex was so good, even though I don't know if I could like calm down if I'm in the cemetery. Oh, I at could. Night. I I think I could. I mean, I think if like Declan was there, right. I'd be like, okay. Yeah. Um, and then Volcano they're you know sex? Yeah. Sure. And then they're done. And they go to leave and they see Jamie and Kat like banging it out on like a grave, grave or something. It was hot but funny and I loved it. Yeah. They left him alone, but of course the next yeah. day Avery's like, So Kat, did you back her? And right. Like, oh, what are all these scratches for? Right. And she's like, Shut the fuck up. <laughs> it was uh, hilarious. Yeah, I loved it. It was hilarious. But you know, you you have a lot of sex and a lot of emotional shit yeah um because she's on vacation she doesn't live here right and he does so her job is this professional stuffy Mm -hmm. engineering type job he's a fucking rock star right it turns out he's also a bar owner and a millionaire and a millionaire yeah so what is there to do in her head she's like this has been great right there's an expiration date it's gotta end yeah you know i'm gonna go back to my life we're not gonna try long distance because you know you don't want that and blah 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 and you said you don't want relationship and blah 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 and he's like screaming at her like right none of that shit applies like anything i would have said about not wanting a relationship or not wanting to work it out like fuck you Mm -hmm. i want to do all of these things with you and she's floored well and i i hate how many times he has to like how many times does he has to like he has to say like I don't know, like, I have feelings for you. Like, I can see this going somewhere. Like, let's try this. And then she's like, I just don't know how he feels about me. And this has an expiration date. And this just won't work. I feel like there's just a lot of excuses from her. Mm -hmm. uh, That at one point, I was like, bitch. Like, get it together. Mm -hmm. 
he's very blatant about how much he wants you. Mm-hmm. And at some one point, he tells her, asks her to stay. Yeah. And she doesn't. Mm-hmm. Would you like to talk about why she doesn't? The monkey wrench? The monkey wrench, as as always. Yeah. There's a monkey wrench. Um, yeah, I mean, she's just feeling very insecure. And she goes, I think he's performing. She goes to see him. And backstage, she walks in and, like, you know, crazy trollop, trampy, skinny, right. whatever, is, like, climbing in, like, a tree. Right. Um, but she does point out that it looks like he's trying to get away and pushes the chick away. And she's like, fuck you. And so she's using it as an excuse. She knows that he didn't cheat yeah. on her. Yeah. You know, if that's what you want to call it. He didn't cheat on her. That this chick came onto him. Yeah. And that he was pushing her away. But she's totally going to use it as the excuse that she needs to leave. Yeah. And she blatantly points out this chick is skinny. Right. So she uses that in part as, well, he just, he was playing this game with me this whole time. Like, this is garbage. You know, this whole thing that we've had is just like a dream. It can't continue. And I'm just like, didn't he just tell you? Yeah. Like an hour ago. Yeah. That he doesn't want this to end. I don't know. I was irritated with her about this because, of course, she ran like a little bitch. Well, they yelled at each other for a while. Mm -hmm. And she disappears. First of all, in the dark, at night, in New Orleans, you disappear. You're not answering your phone. Everyone is like, where the fuck are you? Oh, also, might I add, she punched this bitch in the face. Yeah, she does. Because she called her chubby. Yep. Punched her in the face. And broke her nose. But when she did it, Declan immediately was like bent down to see if she was okay. And then she ran. Yeah. So awkward. It is awkward. And also something that we didn't really touch on and I'm not going to get too much into it, but there's a very weird relationship, I guess, that starts to happen between her and one of the bandmates, um, Matthias, but we're going to call Matt because Morgan hates that name. And to where she's attracted to Matt, like everybody is attracted yeah. to Matt. Like he's perfect. Right. And he likes her and she doesn't quite get it. Like and likes her, like has feelings her, for has her. feelings for her. But he loves Declan. He would never cross that line. Mm-hmm. And so he shows up at her hotel after she's left, you know, yeah. everybody. And she shows up at the hotel and is basically like, I'm here to like kind of help you understand Declan is complicated, but he loves you right. and he wants you. And he didn't have anything to do with that chick. I dumped that chick. I was yeah. a fucker and then couldn't. And they decided like, well, we're really good friends. Like we're going to have this friendship and whatever. And I'm upset. And will you stay here with me? Cool. But I'm also going to lay in the bed without my shirt on and spoon you inappropriate i was confused i understand the wanting to stay like okay sleep on the couch or sleep on the floor or whatever but when they said that they spooned i thought a that's awkward why would you spoon your best friend's girlfriend right but why would the girlfriend want to spoon the best friend of her boyfriend i was very confused and of course declan shows up the next morning Matt opens the door. He has no shirt on. His pants are unbuttoned. Mm -hmm. And it's 
nothing happened. Nothing happened. All we did was sleep and spoon. Bitch! Oh, yeah. Listen, Declan has a right to be pissed. I would be fucking furious. Yeah, and he was. He was, like, done. Yeah. And yeah. he said some nasty shit. Yeah. He said some very nasty shit, and he was fucking done. Yeah. And that's the end of New Orleans. Yep. Yeah. So she leaves. Yeah. Goes home. Goes to her job. Ends up quitting mm-hmm. because she does realize they're a bunch of pompous assholes and she's I better think, than that. Isn't this like a couple weeks yeah. that we're looking at? So she's like yeah. miserable. She's like lost weight. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then I don't know exactly. Like, I don't want to spoil everything, but they go to Dallas because there's, there's a, a festival, music festival and they know that Blacksmith, who is Duckland's band, is playing there. Mm-hmm. So Kat gets like these VIP tickets and they go and she thinks that she's going to show up and like everything's well. And Declan's like, no, no. And he's still being a cruel, dick. cruel asshole. He says that he knows that they, she didn't fuck Matt, yeah. but he was just like, I didn't fuck the chick that, you know, right. slammed her tongue down my throat right. either, but you broke her nose. Yeah. Like, yep. Yeah. So there's a lot of tension and nothing really like, she tries to explain herself. He really just kind of has the, like, I don't care attitude. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm over this. I don't care. And then they play. The band plays. And afterwards, Matt kind of walks up to her. And he's like, just remember, like, I'm doing this for you and Declan. And, like, kisses her. But he does it when he knows Declan will see. Mm-hmm. Because he knows that that's the push that's needed for shit to, like get moving yeah. with their relationship so yep yep Declan beats the fucking shit out of him like yeah. bad like breaks his ribs and shit yeah but he needed to get that out I guess right like from the type of right. complicated person that Declan is yeah Matt knew like he needs this yep and so I'm gonna give it to him essentially yeah. so he knew what would get him to feel again yeah and turn off his numb button or whatever yeah it works yeah so they have their conversation that needs to be had mm-hmm. and pretty sure they fuck in the dressing room. Sure. It's hot. Yeah. And I don't know if I want to tell the end of the story. I don't think that we should. I mean, it's a standalone. Yeah. It's not too long no. of a book at all. There's so much exciting things that happen in the book. So many experiences, so much sex. So I much couldn't banter. put it down. I, I read it in one sentence. Yeah. Just I, done. Yeah. I couldn't put it down. Yeah. The world was revolving around me and right. I did not care if dishes were done right. or anyone got dinner and my family stayed around kind of looking at me and I'm like, well, I don't, you're capable. Right. I'm busy. Work, <laughs> mom's done. Right. Mom's done. Yep. You see my Kindle in my hand. You are, no, you're not allowed to speak to me. You can text me. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Um, but yeah, no, I think, I think this, this is a great book. Trisha Lynn. Kudos. Kudos. Thank you so much for finding us on TikTok and gifting us this book because it was great. Yes, we loved it. It was so good. We loved it. And we think you guys are going to love it too. Yeah. Yeah. How about next week? Oh, God. What is next week? Next week we go back with Megan Mark. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So if you remember, Morgan, after, I don't even remember what it was we were drinking that day, but it was a lot. It probably had vodka in that. Yeah. Yeah. And you were like, you know what would be fun? Let's ask all the Megan March fans out there which yep. series we should do next. Yes. Um, and we did get a lot of people that yeah. said the Mount Trilogy, but yep. we're like, duh, we already did that. Yeah. Uh, and then they said the Legend Trilogy, and we said, do you even listen to this podcast? Right. Because we did that, right. too. 
Um, so this is a standalone that she has, and it wasn't on like the most popular list, which is why I thought it was very intriguing when someone emailed us about it. Take me back. Yep. Standalone. So that is what we shall do. That is what we will do. All that right. will be for next week. All right. All right. Have a great week. Bye. So before you get on with your day, be sure to check us out on our social media pages, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok as The Smut Hive, done by yours truly, our IT expert. Huh. <laughs> Follow, like, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at smuthive at We would love to hear from you. We better hear from you.